Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Today, we spoke to the amazing Don and Matilda, the founders of Stax, which is a collaboration of fitness and fashion. We learned all about their story behind the brand and some challenges that they faced as a startup business. Yeah, it was great to hear from the couple about, you know, what inspires their creative designs and campaigns, as well as working together as a couple in business. This was an awesome episode with a lot of key takeaway points. So let's get into it. It's time to level up. We're sitting down today with two very special guests that both Danny and I know personally. So I want to welcome Matilda and Don to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here in the digital world, digital space, like not in front of each other, not with each other, but somewhere in the internet. Yeah, thank goodness for Zoom. And, you know, Danny and I often reflect about, you know, the evolution of even the podcast and how much Zoom has actually allowed us to connect. So thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and coming on to share some of your story. I know you guys have such an incredible um, journey with Stacks itself. So please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about the brand. Uh, well, I'm Don and my lovely partner, Romantic and Businesses, uh, Matilda Murray. Um we started the brand about six years ago now in uh, Perth. Uh, on the other side of the world, we're currently residing in New South Wales. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the brand started off as a little supplement nutrition store that sort of evolved into apparel. And then uh, Matilda and I met and operated out of Perth for a few years. And then we moved to Sydney and um, yeah, it's just been pretty crazy from there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, John started Stacks 2015 um, and I was working in recruitment. I met Don, um, he worked in the office, well, in a supplement store next door to my office in on St. George's Terrace in Perth. Um, when I met Don, I had no idea about Stacks whatsoever. I was in a safe recruitment job and I did not want to sell t-shirts for a living, like strong <laughs> note that. Um, I ended up falling in love with Don, fell in love with the business and um, it became like, it, we both fell into it full time um, without even like making the decision to do so. Yeah, it was literally one of the stories, you know, start from the bottom type thing. Like I was broke when Till first met me. Um, so it definitely was true love. It, it had nothing to do with my success at that, that time. It was definitely, it must've been true love, surely. Or a good investment, I don't know. <laughs> That is awesome. And we love stories like that and having people like you guys on who you just didn't settle for the lives that you were living and the jobs that you had, you know, over in Perth. And I'd imagine you took lots of risks to get where you are today, which we'll uh, talk about down the track. But yeah, welcome to Sydney. Well, you can probably welcome me. I think I'm a little bit more new than you, but it's awesome over here. But um, yeah, Perth's a long way away. So how have you sort of gone leaving your family and friends in that life? It's so funny because um, when we were in Perth, we were tra- I was competing, which is how I met Sherelle in the first place. Um, so I was competing and that was like my kind of lifelong dream at the time. And so we were like, oh, we're going to be traveling all around Australia, mm-hmm. um, flying from Perth to like New South Wales to Gold Coast, which is where I competed, um, is bloody expensive. Oh, so yeah. we thought that we would just move across to somewhere to kind of save money in that sense. And then we're like, also business wise, that's going to be such a great decision for us mm-hmm. I, think, I think at that point um the, the business was the brand was getting a lot of uh, attention and traction in australia and predominantly perth like we had sort of 
outgrown our current um, business model over there. And for us to do anything interstate was just such a challenge. Like mm. you know, it, it takes, you know, four or five days for shipping to get to New mm. South Wales. It's, you know, Sydney is like the fashion capital of, um, uh, of Australia. Uh, it's closer to Melbourne. Um, when we're, when, when we started growing internationally, you know, distribution to, um, the other countries was cheaper from New South Wales and a lot faster as well. Uh, imports were a lot faster. So yep. it became pretty challenging operating out of Perth. Um, you, you, you can't quite explain how limited you are with the opportunities in the fashion space over there. I mean, you can make it work if you want to, um, but it was, it was basically just a, a lifestyle decision, you know, uh, mm. opportunity to travel decision. But then when we broke it down for us to grow and expand the business, uh, you know, we had to move um, interstate. Uh, I think our original um, idea was to move to Gold Coast because we, we fell in love with the, the weather and the vibe. Yeah. Um, but Till was fortunate with her job. Uh, they provided her with a, a working opportunity in Sydney. So yeah. it was no brain. We thought we'll just move to Sydney. And yeah, here we are. The thing yeah. I absolutely love about your story and your brand and individually as well is that you have stacks with this incredible journey and this story to where you are now, but then it's just Donna Matilda and you have these incredible personal um, brands that just unite and the whole, I guess, triangle of how it all fits together and even just hearing that and I was just smiling, Matilda, thinking of our fit mixer. That we had together. Um, And just all the different stages that you guys have been through together. So what did it look like, I guess, going from Perth and then Matilda for you sort of like transitioning out of work and then coming over and working with Don together and sort of growing that business, um, you know, as a couple? Well, I think I think you. Sorry, I don't mean to jump in there, but I think you got to you got to backtrack two steps. I know there's so much. Have a, have a chat about the fit mixer first because I forgot <laughs> about that. Actually, actually, the other day I think we still have the Facebook group live. Sometimes people randomly still try and touch. You see it? Oh, are you serious? <laughs> I I did go in there the other day because Danny and I were um, discussing level up events. Remember, and Danny, mm. I was like, oh, we had this event, and actually, of course, right. of course. Like Don and Luke have a lot in common. Like they are just oh, really? level heads, you know. <laughs> I think they plan the whole thing. Yeah. Me and Matilda just. <laughs> so I went into the Facebook group to see if I could see the location, um, and I did find it. But yeah, I, there you go. We were just you guys so had fearless. An awesome turnout for that, didn't you? What you do? Hire a venue, and yeah, like you had a really good turnout. Remember, but I think that sort of goes into I think what Till said about taking opportunities is right like yeah we we start we met you through you know the competing environment and you you became an athlete for us um to help us grow the brand and and what till and i've learned is our um genealogy and our, our progression in business and life everything is done uh when you're credited to relationships building relationships and taking opportunities and, you know, building these cool friendships that, that last a lifetime and doing the right thing by those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and also taking the opportunity, like um, moving, working out where we wanted to live and then realizing like the pros and cons of every situation or every location um, and making an informed decision to, you know, everything kind of aligns when you let it, when you open yourself up to it Um mm-hmm. Even the fact that I was not interested in leaving like my full-time safe corporate job in recruitment, I was there for like seven, 
six or seven years, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I started dating Don. I was working stacks every single spare minute I had. So after work or weekends before work, then I became a really crappy employee because I was just obsessed with stacks. Like yeah. Yeah. I think about it now. And like, we have, we have staff, obviously current situation is a bit different, but we've got like 25 staff that work with us. And I think about how much I must've pissed my boss off because I was not like a great recruitment consultant account manager by the end of it, because all I wanted to do was live and breathe stacks. Um, yeah. But I'm so lucky with my managers and my bosses that like they kind of understood that mm-hmm. um but I get where I get the things that I would have done that would have really pissed them off because my heart wasn't in it anymore so and then I just took the opportunity um we had certain targets that we had to meet in order for me to come over full-time mm-hmm. um daily targets and that was only two two and a bit years ago now so we've been in Sydney two and a half years and I'd say I probably went full-time just Oops. under two years ago now yeah mm-hmm. Probably six months and we were two. worried there wasn't going to be enough work for me. And oh, like, God. now I'm like, holy shit. How did we yeah. ever think that was going to be a worry? So, yeah, I would say that um, mindset as well, Matilda, is just so common. Like I remember going through something similar. I'm like, I'm a horrible nurse right now. Not horrible, yeah. but I'm just thinking about coaching and fitness. Yeah. And when your your heart is in something else, mm. um, Danny actually said to me, you're doing it a disservice. Um, mm. You're doing everyone a disservice by not pursuing what you want. Uh, but what did that transition look like for you? So moving over from corporate and then going stacks full time, did you go all in or was it like, I'm going to have this plan B here and I'm just going to gradually move into the position? So um, when I moved across to, when we moved to Sydney, I dropped one day off in of recruitment. So then I was working like stacks Friday to Sunday and then recruitment Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, technically, and then I, um, when I went all in, yeah, it was, I just, I don't even really remember. I think it just happened. Like then on the Monday I was like, oh, I don't have to answer the phone in my recruiters anymore. Like mm. I'm on like social media and I'm doing this stuff. I've got a photo shoot. I'm doing all of this kind of thing. Like it went, I really did just like jump all in. Um, and there was definitely enough work. There has been enough work to kind of keep me busy. I think, I think it was all. I don't remember. Do you agree? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was It was a lot of educated decisions, right? So like we had certain tiers financially we had to mm-hmm. meet before we could afford for Till to come across, right? Like We're not at, people that are like, I hate my job. We're quitting. Like no, we're yeah. very logical. We're like, I'll hate my job, but I've got bills to pay. So I'll, I'll yep. do the work and I'll get by and I'll do the best I can, even Literally. though I hate my job because I have to pay the, the rent. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, to be honest, um, what most people don't realize is when you start a business, um, it is not easy to make money. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to, you know, to generate profits that can pay yourself a salary. I mean, I didn't, I didn't draw a salary from Stacks for about five years. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first time I started paying myself a salary so we could invest, you know, the rest of the money back into the business. Um, so when we moved to Sydney, you know, Stacks wasn't making great money to support two salaries, pay the rent and still grow the business. Uh, so for the most part, you know, Till Sally was helping us pay the rent at that time. Um, so we, we just knew we had certain like thresholds to hit financially before we could afford to pay another salary. Cause that's the way we, we looked at it. We were like, okay, well, ultimately for Till to come for me to quit my job and go full-time, there was a target, there was a target. There was yeah. like, well, can I afford the salary? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it, it grew to, you know, Till's part. You know, can we afford Till's salary? And, 
eventually, yeah, that's just how you scale. You, you, you have to hit these certain thresholds. And, um, but I think there's one thing as well that I think is super important. If someone's got a side hustle or they're working their full-time job and wanting to leave, I'm really big on not just thinking, I don't love my job anymore. I'll quit and make do with my side hustle because mm. I don't think people should be selling products, selling a service out of desperation. Like I'm so big on that. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, please buy my tights so I can afford my rent. Do you know what I mean? You should yeah. be, because that's not a good way to live. You should it's be not able- authentic either. People can read that. Yeah, you should yeah. you should be comfortable and know that you can survive. Like it's not like you hit targets one day and then you can quit your job the next. Mm. I think you have to make sure that you uh you have a business plan and you have a long-term plan and you see it working before you mm. kind of just like pack up and follow your dream. Yeah, I love that. And it's so important that you guys highlight that and just show the reality of starting your own business. Because I know a lot of people think once you do start your own business, oh, well, I'm not working for anyone else. I have all this flexibility. I can bring my computer to the beach and all of that. It's very much the opposite. So it's really cool to hear you guys highlight that. I'm still waiting for the opportunity to get to the beach and work it from the beach. (laughs) And laptops overheat in the sun anyway. Mm. So it's not really. It's just, yeah. (laughs) Who wants to take their laptops to the beach anyway like, <laughs> exactly like, what kind of fairy tale people been trying to sell what a, what a terrible dream yeah that's right so have targets that's yeah really good message there mm. and I often watch like a, um, with you guys around campaigns and new launches you know you're in the office working till all hours of the night um, working endlessly and it's really cool to hear how far you've come since 2015 and just the progression and watching the brand grow and watching the influences and the people that you're getting on board and the celebrities that are really catching on and I, if I had a dollar for everyone that walked past me with the stacks crop or tights and the best black tights and really creating this culture and this brand. So Don, I would love to know, like if you could go back to 2015 or 2016 to your, your younger self, are there any messages or lessons that you would wish that, you know, you could tell yourself now? Yeah, I, I wish I could have um, just told myself just to relax. It's all going to work out. So I didn't develop, you know, stress and anxiety and stress my way through and not sleep and mm. you know, th- th- I wish I could have predicted how successful it would have become in the period so we could just have that idea so you know there would be easier nights and mm. um but I mean but then the, would you have worked as hard because nah, because that's part of the hustle yeah. is you know mm. it, it's such a beautiful experience I um I feel sorry for entrepreneurs or young business people that don't go through the struggle because they'll never understand how uh victorious the fruit tastes once it starts working out you know what i mean like you have you you have to experience rock bottom to really stay grounded um and appreciate the success when it comes because you're also going to be aware uh so that you're not going back to that phase right like you never want to hit rock bottom Mm. again um yeah yeah, i mean i would just i would just tell myself just keep going like Mm. um but in some weird naive way that's the way my mind always works like i I knew it was going to work out from very early on Mm. Like, and and my knowing it wasn't a workout was me just trusting, believing myself to make sure that I'm going to give it three thousand percent. So we'll get mm, there. Yep. So mm. It really doesn't matter what, and that's always sort of been how I operate. Mm. What motivates you to keep going, Don? Like you, when you said that rock bottom, you know, I felt that like a little bit of emotion there. Like there has mm. been rock bottoms and there has been hardships. So when those things do happen and you're like far out, like this is really tough. What makes you get up in the morning and push through those times? I mean, now it's a bit different because now I have responsibilities, right? I have a family, you know, I've got uh, ultimately I think we've got 50 people on payroll 
Um, you have all these people that are dependent on you right now, mm. but you know, that, that's, that, that's, I, I capsulate that and put that in one sphere, one space. I love what I do. I love the ability that in, in my own mind, in my own space, I'm 100% free to create and do whatever I want to do. And no mm. one can tell me that I can't do it because I've created this world that I live in mm. where I'm free to create. And that's the sort of stuff that I just focus on. Like, it doesn't matter how hard it gets or how tight, you know, the finances, finances get or, you know, we might have a bad sales day, whatever it is. Like, I'm able to get into my own headspace and do whatever I want to do creatively. And I just live in that space. I don't worry about the things that I can't control. Um, and, and in a weird way, it always works out. Um, I just I just remind myself that I'd never want to taste rock bottom again because mm. I lived through it. I know what it feels like. Um, and, and I know what to do not to get there. And I just follow yep. the principles and those disciplines. Um, I, don't, I don't put our, our business at risk. I don't, I mean, when I create these crazy ideas, obviously I have to pitch it to Till first. And then if mm. she, she has to approve for us to take <laughs> The sounding board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's like this super sky high outer space, which that's funny that I say that because that's literally our next campaign is like out of space but oh, how good. um yeah so but I often have to kind of bring him back down to reality and be like okay cool that's mm-hmm. a great idea but let's just like now bring yeah. it in a little that's one of the cool things about our relationship our working relationship we're very that, opposite in that sense mm-hmm. yeah and when we meet in the middle um in the beginning it was difficult because like I am a free thinker so I would try and always do what I thought and I was I was quite um maybe a little bit arrogant to some extent thinking that I knew it all um Mm. but i've learned to you know consult with you know consult for wisdom and Mm. consult with till and if she gets the idea she's very in tune with the market she understands the consumer well she understands girls well um you know that that's why our female department has exploded because you know we've got a female mindset driving you know the the consumer's concept Mm. so if i bring a creative idea or creative design or, or concept or campaign into mm. the fold until gets it i know it's going to be successful if she doesn't get it if she doesn't agree with it it's going to be a disaster yeah um, and that's just something that's come with maturity over time yeah mm. yeah that's, that's awesome that despite being opposites you guys you know work well together and that's how i think a lot of businesses work well you have to have those opposing views even Cheryl and i we call each other yin and yang just because we do have those differences although um together we complete the message and what we want to put out there so it is very important mm. um and just on the topic of your inspiration where do you guys draw inspo from literally everywhere like yeah we love high fashion we love travel we love art but like the other day like I said to John I was like the color red is coming back and he's mm. like what and I, was like, I don't know how like I just saw red <laughs> and I was like that's that's coming and then a couple of days later Don's like red is the color like, I don't I don't but, I don't think uh, it's it, something that like we don't do drugs and we don't we don't do anything <laughs> like that but like in that instance too was like red's the color I was like okay and it was later <laughs> And I was like, whatever. And then, yeah, it's like 11.30, like, but I'm like, red's coming back. And then, <laughs> but, you know, three or four years ago, it'd be like, babe, you don't know what you're talking about. You you, have, you don't have a clue. Um, but now I listen and then like t- it, the seed is planted and then I, mm. I'll just like in my brain will just explode with ideas and all of a sudden mm. I'm like, babe, you're right. Red's coming. And then we just fucking created this whole like, mm. like red, red for next season is going to be the thing. It's mm, just so cool. And I mean, like we take inspo from, yeah, art, um, high fashion. We love high fashion and we love being able to bring that into um, kind of everyday wearable pieces. Yep. Um, and I think that's something that makes us a little bit different as well is that we, 
we love to create staple pieces, but we also love to push the boundaries. And, you know, it really is fitness fashion as opposed to just active wear. We love mm. creating pieces that you can wear every day and you can also train in them mm. um, because our whole, we're not like our whole life isn't fitness. We love fitness and we love fashion. So we're able mm. to combine the two together as opposed to just strictly performance wear. Yeah, for sure. And um, like fully obsessed with your originals collection. I can see your, your jumper there. Um, then mm. you guys just do that really well, like creating something that you can train in, but then I can sit down and do a podcast in, or I can go down the street in, or I can put my freaking Freddie jeans on and wear out. You know, it's yeah. just about having that versatility because like fitness is sort of like the new black, like everyone's doing it and it's blended it? into life now. And it's not just like, oh, you go to the gym in this ugly sweatsuit sort of thing. It's mm. like a fashionable place to go. I mean, even when you look at the WBFF, like fashion, um, fashion, sorry, sorry, meets fitness. And it's just mm. very much becoming this, new thing that everyone can do. And I would say that you guys have done that really well, like branching out, including all body types, which I absolutely love. Like fitness isn't just this thing that you can put in a box or put on, you know, a campaign and just bleed that everyone should look this way. Very inclusive as a brand. So I do really love that about you guys as well. We, um, I want to share something with that. You know, we, I mean, there's been a couple of couple of times where big um, distribution companies want to stock us and work with us. And then they'd, they 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 created this concept. It's a very common concept in in sales in marketing. In, in marketing and sales, where they'll ask you know what's your perfect girl, and then you create this girl, and then everything you do is for this one particular girl. Describe she, the stack. Girl. She she's gonna do this. She's gonna do that. And I'm like, what a narrow minded way for a brand to think. Like we mm. we make like the coolest shit. Like we make phenomenal cool brand uh, product and styles, and we cater for everyone. Extra extra small uh, to four XL. And we our, our yeah. objective is to create a luxury experience for people that can't afford to shop, you know, the Louis Vuittons or the Dior's, the Balenciagas, because most of us can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So we want to create that. We want we want everyone to have that same experience, the same feeling when they're shopping, wearing the brand, and the clothes, um, and you know, it it needs to be suitable for your your wallet but I think yeah having a like what is the stacks girl or what is the like the perfect shopper like that's such an old school way of thinking in our opinion because mm. the perfect shopper is every single person literally yeah. we are making product for everybody and I think I think that's something that um again differentiates us from other brands is that we are literally catering to everybody we don't have that one person in mind when we're designing something we have every person in mind yeah. And what you do see as well with a lot of the bigger brands is it is, I, I don't know if it's just me, but it starts to all look the same. And I don't know if it's like monkey see, monkey do, but there's like one collection come out and then the next brand will make a collection looks very similar and it is all bled for the same body type. Um, and I, I had never thought of it like that, but it's it just does seem very old school in a way of doing it, of just having like this mannequin and the the clothes sort of fit the mannequin rather than you sort of creating it for everyone else. So when you guys have been, I guess, marketing for, you know, all women and even men, I believe, but everyone in their body, what sort of response have you got from your consumers or your customers? Everybody loves that. People love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the difference is, we we create what we create right so like we we might um till and i are obsessed with fashion um so we would gain inspirations from you know current running run show uh, runway shows and current collections from high-end fashion houses but 
we we ultimately sit down and we just create for our people. We create for mm. our community. We create for our fans, mm. and we know we know the people that shop from us. We know what they wear. We know what they like. We listen to them. We engage them. We hear them out. Mm. We read the customer or the client services uh, emails that come through. We, our community is so engaged with us on on Instagram and socials. So we know what people like. So we can provide for them we give them what they want really most of the time in saying that there are some things like pockets on tights that's what people want but Mm. we haven't seen anything flatter we've never seen a flattering pair of tights with Mm. pockets so until we master that and we we won't produce it because Mm. at the same time although we are kind of providing or like making products for every single person it has to be stuff that we're passionate about as well like I don't like tights with pockets in I don't put my phone in my tights because that doesn't give you like that slimline sleep look. It's in your like, hand 24-7, isn't it? Like, why do I need it in my tights? <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But so until we can master that and we're proud of that product, it won't be a release. Yeah. I, mean, I love that. At the end of the day, we, we do what we like yeah. at the end of the day and we do it for our customers. Like, um, and things can change, by the way. I might wake up next week and be like, guys, we need phone pockets. We're going to try it. it. We yeah. love it. Um, but like, you know, a couple of things we get harassed for sometimes is phone pockets, um, scrunch, scrunch bums bums and leopard print. I was thinking, I was waiting bum. for yeah. that. <laughs> I remember yeah. a while ago, Don, you sort of saying, <laughs> having scrunch bums. <laughs> you know, I was open minded. I, I tried it once. Um, you know, I gave in to what people like, but I don't feel it. Like, a lot of, a lot of my designs come from a feeling. Like, you know, we have to fall in love with our product. If we don't have that emotional relationship with our product, we can't expect other people to love it. So yeah, yeah. I, I hate scrunch bombs. I hate leopard print tights and phone pockets just don't make sense in tights. Yeah. But Ooh. by the way, next year I might do it. Like yeah. things can change. We have to be open-minded. You just yeah, never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, pride and and um, like you're very proud in in what you do and deliver, and that's why you're successful because you never, I guess, um, put quality uh, at like behind just earning more money or revenue. And I'm sure like the XXXL tights don't sell out, but you still stock them, you know, and you do the things for the right reasons. And that's a huge component of even just business. Like people invest in good people. People come back because of good customer service. People watch you guys in the story and they build a connection, a relationship and a culture with you. And that was one of the things I was going to ask. Like, How important do you guys think that like social media, um, community, brand building, um, how important are those sorts of things for a business in general in this day and age yeah well i mean i think i think the the scariest thing that we're living through right now is cancel culture right like you can it's such a horrible concept it's it, it's 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 such a disgusting thing but in 24 hours you as a brand can be canceled by mm. you know what i mean you just need one bad experience or one one thing out of line one discrimination (laughs) one human error and you can be cancelled and that's just that just comes down to people right so if if you reverse that if you look at the flip side of that you know if you build positive relationships with people and you you set out good strong values as a brand and you do the right thing community is everything at the end of the day um if we look at the the time we live in now you know there's thousands thousands of brands that are doing what we're doing uh, we're winning because we're super engaged uh, with our community at our at our level at scale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sure. I think it's I think it's super important. I think social media is brilliant because it's removed so many layers of direct communication and relationships. Mm. Um, 
we're living through the greatest um, economic phase of our, of our lifetime when it comes to starting businesses, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all in business. Everyone sitting here is in, we have our own businesses now. Mm-hmm. Our families and our parents would never have had the opportunity to do it the way we do. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have worked those shitty jobs they hated for so many years yeah. um, because they were forced to. Yeah, um, I, I just think our generation just takes it for granted as well. Yeah, we're so lucky. Absolutely. Yeah, it always comes down to connection and community, no matter which industry we're in. It's just an underlying need for all humans. They want to feel a part of something, like they belong somewhere. So, yeah, it's it is like, really important. Yeah, my fa- I think it's my favourite part of my job because um, even, you know, we've done casting calls and photo shoots and campaigns and we have just worked with, we haven't worked with models necessarily. We've worked with community, community you know, at our PSV for um, launch for Seamless. Um, we had our uh, customers walking the runway while the Veronica's performed. We oh, have, epic. You know, we've done photo shoots with girls that have never modeled a day in their life and they are the, on our website they're on our packaging, their um, their faces are everywhere, and it's just because we really do believe that like community is everything, mm. um, and that's like that's the highlight for me. And when people turn around and say like, I never thought I've been self conscious my whole life. I never thought that I'd be like a model. I never thought that I'd do runway with the Veronicas. I, like I'm like wow, like you can really change people's lives, and they've told us that we have from this. And yeah. I think that's something that sets us apart as well because I I don't think many clothing brands activewear brands kind of get that kind of feedback from their customers mm. and we're very lucky in that sense like we actually have the best community like I yeah I'm so grateful for mm. our girls and our guys yeah mm. yeah and you guys are so involved in the brand you know like when I think yeah. of stacks I just think of you two and I can't say that um, about a lot of other brands because they're not so directly involved with it so yeah it's really cool to be able to hear that and see that and watch the growth over all these years as well and what it's evolved into so what's next for you guys like what's next for stacks for stacks well we're trying to we're trying to overcome this lockdown yeah <laughs> yes trying to trying to get the case numbers low in sydney um <laughs> Just on that, sorry, now that you've mentioned it, has the, like, lockdown fashion changed? Like, have you, yeah, how have you changed um, your products based on lockdown? I don't think we've really changed our products. I think the customers have changed what they're wearing. So Mm -hmm. people are no longer having to wear, like, suit pants, right? Mm -hmm. We're all working from home. No one's wearing, well, you're wearing jeans, but hardly anyone's wearing (laughs) jeans anymore. We're all wearing our best black tights. We're all wearing our trackies and completely changed I think the way of dressing like track pants even when we're not in lockdown people are still wearing tights people are still wearing trackies or joggers mm. um, it's definitely become like a movement which I'm absolutely here for because that's more comfortable than a suit in my oh opinion. yeah I'm in trackies right now yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah. yeah. so it's the customers um like shopping picks have definitely changed because of lockdown yeah fashion in general has changed mm. now right like mm. even if you I don't know if you guys following high-end fashion brands but a lot of the high-end fashion brands are reverting to making comfortable clothing you know mm. track you know i know um kim jones from dior did a whole new men's collection where they would they they built suit um jackets and pants based on trackies because the whole concept was working from home amazing so, oh, smart the whole concept behind fashion is working from home now so it's changed so, you, mm. so you're not wearing uncomfortable like till say you know pants and blazers and heels and stuff anymore you're wearing comfortable clothes so uh yeah we're in a we're in a good space where people are wearing the stuff we sell so we're very blessed and privileged in that sense Mm. our our biggest challenge is supply demand like we can't keep up Mm. 
you know, our, our factories have had their own challenges working through COVID and mm. you know, we work with such uh, phenomenal ethical factories that, you know, if people aren't able to work, they're not working, mm, yeah. um, you know, and then we support that. So yeah, supply demand has probably been our biggest issue, but, you know, we just work through it. We do the best mm-hmm. we can. Mm, yeah, for sure. And I think like a lot of businesses, you know, it breaks my heart watching some of the small businesses and, and what they have to go through. So I can only imagine the rippling effect, you know, across the world um, when you've got suppliers in other countries and you're trying to navigate conversation with China and have all these other sorts of uh, conversations. So it must be really challenging. I can only imagine. Something I did want to ask you, Don, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the main fashion designer for Stacks. Like you come up with a lot of the creative designs yourself. Is that right? Yeah, I'm the designer. I mean, we've got a product team now that I work closely with, um, but all all designs are are created by myself. But um, Till's a huge inspiration that as well. Um, Mm. We'll be up at night we haven't come up with a crazy idea together or two we'll plant a seed and I'll red <laughs> red well exactly right it's coming so that's that's my thing like that's what I do and that, that's the big difference between uh you know this brand and a lot of other brands is at the end of the day this is a designer brand because people are wearing my designs um yeah whereas you know you might shop at a different activewear brand but the the owners of the company it's not they're not um designer brands they're not designed mm. by the owners or the founders. Um, and we take a lot of pride in our creative. Uh, we, we're exceptionally hands-on. And, um, but yeah, we've got a team now that pretty much keeps me in check and you know, helps out mm. and makes the whole thing come to life. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was always interested as well, where did the name Stacks come from? <laughs> I wish it had a cool name. <laughs> I wish it had one of those, like, it means this or it means that. Uh my first business uh, that was a supplement store was called Muscle Stacks. Uh, I just had, I just love the word stacks and that didn't really work out. Um, and during that process, I'd already gone into apparel, you know, we make community apparel and we made Muscle Stacks t-shirts that were horrible, they were ugly. Uh, everyone was wearing the community. Everyone in, uh. everyone in Canning Valley was wearing and um, when I decided to uh, walk away from the supplement store, the online side of things for the apparel was working out and yeah, it was just a decision to drop muscle and went with stacks and rebranded and just ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't have to always mean something. It just, it just, it just rolls. I said, well, did you do it because you wanted to make stacks of money? And then he's like, no. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, Cause there were, when I was making stacks back in the day, there was not stacks of money. I'll tell you yeah. Stacks of stress. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we were wondering as well, cause Sherelle and I both work with our partners too, but how do you guys like separate your relationship from business and how do you maintain your relationship? I think we were actually talking about this the other day and I, I asked Don, I was like, what do you think it is? Like, that's the difference. <laughs> but he said, and I agree, is that there isn't really, like, it's nothing crazy in comparison to what a couple would do that aren't working together. I mean, every day we both have different roles in the office or at work. Um, we're working on different things. And at the end of the day, we still like clock off and like switch out of that business mode into like our family mode. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you still talk about uh, your 
what happened during the day, just like you would in any other relationship, you still go home and debrief. I just can't bitch about my boss. You know what I mean? Like it's a <laughs> true. Um, <You> can. <laughs> but, um, it, I don't think there's yeah anything like there's no trick to it. We are both very lucky that we have the same passion and the same goals, and we are both very driven. Um, yeah. I think if we weren't, that would be difficult because um, our our passion is fashion. I hate saying that. Our, oh, it's so good though. <laughs> right. Oh, but like we love tagline. That. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so like talking about fashion and then incorporating that into our business, it's all like it's all in alignment anyway. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Our hobbies do cross over, but that's yeah. not really ever seen as a negative. Yeah. I think for any relationship to work by principle. Uh, you'd have to work together in life. Mm. Like, you know, one of one of the my favorite vows in uh, you know wedding ceremonies when they say you know do you take so and so promise to um, grow old together? You know, we we grow, we work. So by principle, mm. we're working together. So I mean, you add business in the mix. It's the same principle. Mm. We just we just have to let go of the ego. You know. I I respect Till enough to always listen to her opinions and her mm. ideas. It doesn't mean I have to agree with them and it's vice versa. Sometimes we mm. disagree. Sometimes we'll sit here and literally enter a negotiation with each other about a, a certain topic. Um, but we always come to a sort of agreement. And we end. both have the same, we have, both have the same best interests at the yeah. end of it. You know what I mean? Whenever fighting mm. against each other, that's like our number one relationship rule is that it's, it's our motto. Yeah. It's, it's us versus the problem. It's not us versus each other. Because we both mm. want the same outcome in the end, mm. whatever that may be. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a key. But then as well, when we were in Perth and we were kind of just starting out, we worked all weekends. I mean, we take weekends off majority of the time now, unless okay. it's a really busy period. Mm. Um, when we were in Perth and we were working literally 24-7, it was probably a little different, a little harder to separate things. Mm. But at the same time, we were both so passionate about it. We loved it. We didn't want to separate it. We don't mm. want to switch off. We, like, get to, we get to do it together. Yeah. yeah. Because this is a very common question and I don't think there is like a particular answer to it, but the, the cool thing for us in a relationship is like a lot of people that don't work together will have these victories at work, right? You get a raise mm-hmm. and you've done something, you know, amazing and your colleagues are cheering you on and mm. people love it. And then you go home and explain it to your partner, but they won't get it. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they didn't explain it with you. Whereas, well, you've had a really shitty day and something's gone really wrong and then mm. you go home and you're in a bad mood and you talk to your partner and they're like, okay, like, let's get over it but yeah. we feel it together yeah we can celebrate each other's wins and losses um on a daily basis so i think it's such a it's a crazy thing i don't think it's for everyone i think mm. i mean a lot of people would kill each other yeah um but yeah we're, we're fortunate we work well together Mm, yeah great answer and you know I think as well it comes down to values like even though um, a lot of people might have different hobbies or different interests you guys have the same passion and like you said it's hard to separate sometimes because you're like well when am I working I'm always talking about fashion and fitness and whatever and it just feels like you're always on but it fills up your cup it doesn't exhaust you it actually fills you up whereas a lot Mm. of people do just work nine to five Monday to Friday and they live for the weekends because they're exhausted whereas for people that have that passion it's sort of like like, God, I should have time off. You know, I need to pull back and fill up my cup. But um, what would I do if I was taking the time off? I'd just be doing the same thing that when I'm working. If I'm thinking about doing that. Oh, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Like, yeah. we're so blessed. And I think it's funny, they say, like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. It's literally the opposite because you're working all the time, but it doesn't mm. feel like it because it's literally our favorite thing. 
Yeah, I think it's a huge um, for us. We're so lucky. It's it's a it's <laughs> no, a you're not lucky. Life. You've earned it. Yeah, you you earned it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's a huge. Um, part of why the brand is successful is is um because we understand what what needs to go into it you know what i mean like uh, till understands the hours i have to put in sometimes i mean in, in the beginning yeah. i'd i'd be i get home i'd be working till 11 o'clock and i'd be waking up at 3 30 or 4 back in the mm. day um while till would have to get up and go to you know so it, it was quite challenging and sometimes when we have big buy-ins or campaigns or whatever it's the same thing now it's cool because we get to do it together mm. yeah yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. even, I guess, thinking back to like even Matilda when you were competing and Don, I'm so, you supported Matilda even though you didn't quite understand the same with Luke. He's like, I don't understand this thing that you do, but I, I, I love you and I respect you and I'm just going to come with you on this journey. And like you said, now you're in it together. You actually go through the hardship and support each other through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's Well, that's it. Like if you love someone, you, you just you support them and we're very lucky that we both get to support each other in like very similar roles mm. yeah beautiful brilliant oh wow so many lessons from you guys thank I you just, so much yeah there's definitely just this um this wisdom I feel just that comes from you guys because you have been in business for, for a while now and it sounds like Don you know you've had some hardships along the way and you've learned some lessons and Matilda yourself as well and then coming into it together and just being able to build everything up and you know, we'll be looking back as well on this time and surviving business in COVID, you know, a whole nother element to, um, you know, getting through the next decade. Um, so what's next? What's next for Stacks? What's next for you guys as individuals? They're called the university of life, right? We're, we're always mm-hmm. constantly learning and trying to figure it out and, you know, trying to understand what the next step is. Um, for us, you know, we're, we're pretty content with just uh, doing the best we can with what we have. You know, we we are taking Stacks Global. We want to be a multinational brand over time. Um, we don't we don't set goals that have certain times to it. We don't we're not saying by a five year plan is going to be. You know, we're going to have a store in Paris and London and blah blah blah. Uh, we're looking at retail. Um, you know, we were going to have stores in December this year, and you know, COVID is obviously. Mm. Uh, fuck that for us. So, you know, you pivot and you make do with what you can. Um, you know, going global is key for us um, mm. and being um, you know, set in, you know, you know, fashion capitals of the world. That's that's where we want to play. Mm. Uh, we want to we do runways. Um, we just want to grow creatively um, mm. and then, you know, maybe retire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We just love what we do. Uh, I don't know. Beyond that. Yeah, we're very lucky. Like we, if things keep going the way they're going now, like we are so content and we're so uh, blessed and happy with our life and with business at the moment. So we're very lucky, but just continuously grow, um, continuously expand our team as well. Just little things like that. I think you don't realize. And I only recently realized that, you know, we have all these staff and we're able to provide them with jobs. You know, our Mm. factories, we're able to provide those people with jobs. And sometimes I think people, um, think if your products are manufactured overseas or something like that, it's a bad thing, but you think about it, it's like you're providing jobs and for other people all the Mm. time. And that's like a really, when you actually sit back, maybe it's my recruitment background as well, but Mm. that's something that's really special to me is that we're able to provide income to so many people. Mm. Um, That's a really cool thing. So I love growing the team as well. And we love doing that. Um, 
yeah, just, just to keep growing and keep kind of pushing boundaries. Um, mm. I know, like I mentioned before, we've got space themed. Um, we're not doing like astronaut suits. Like I feel like that's, that's not the vibe. <laughs> a space themed campaign um, mm. that we're working on at the moment and just mm. doing things that people haven't seen before, because yeah. I really love that we'll do something before other people have. And then, you know, we often see people do something similar after we've done it. <laughs> it's flattering, but we're already on to the next. And yes. How good is that? Yeah. Love it. You're like, like, oh, that's cute. We did that like a year ago. That's old news now. I'm like, I get it though. Like, I really love to do that as well. So it's really human what you guys would do. (laughs) Those are things we love. Like, we we love professionals creatively. Like, when when someone asks us what's next, like, for us, it's it's just the campaigns, it's just the creative Mm -hmm. product. You know, where, where you take that, you know, it will happen in its time. Um, but the whole the whole thing changes when you have you know people working for what you've created. Mm. You know, there's a whole different mindset that, like Till mentioned, that's applied when you have so many people dependent on the machine you've built. You know, mm. and at it's the, crazy when at, you break it down and think about that. At the moment, yeah. in the world we live in, there's there's no Australia. It's not Australia versus China versus the US versus the UK. Like we're all one human race, and we're all going through a pretty shitty time. And we are still living in a very fortunate country, right? So, mm. so for us to be able to support our factories mm. and give those guys jobs and, and work and help them support their families and with our team here and wherever our team is offshore, um, that's a huge privilege as well, um, being mm. able to support incomes, create jobs. Um, that's something we don't take for granted. And, and that's what we want to grow and build over time. Mm-hmm. That's such a nice way to look at it. And thank you for sharing that as well. That's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And, you know, as mm. it is, it is so much gra- um, gratitude, I guess, you know, for being able to provide that back to the economy as well. And I think it's just a testament to, um, you know, the characters uh, that you both are and the brand that you've built. Uh, and Danny and I just want to thank you so much for making the time to come on and speak to our listeners. Um, so where can they find you? Where can they get some more Matilda Don and Stacks? Of course. So thank you guys so much for having us. It's been a pleasure. Um, Stacks is, we're online. So we are online only, stacks.com.au. Um, Stacks Official is our Instagram. Make sure it's the one with the blue tick though, because there are so many fake count- accounts oh. going around at the moment. Like it's crazy. So Stacks Official with the blue tick. My Instagram, Matilda underscore Murray underscore. And what's your IG? Uh, Till has the blue tick and you can just follow <laughs> Don, what am, what am I? Don <laughs> today, today he changed his profile picture to a planet. So a planet. <laughs> oh, this the space sh- theme yeah. coming. I see what's happening. He messages me. He's like, "Is this cool?" And I was like, "It's weird," which makes it cool. So yeah, go ahead. Huh? So the space theme going on at the moment. There well, you go. The brand is on all socials everywhere. You can't. Yes. You, if, by the way, if it's not on something, you got to let me know because then we've got to get on that. Um, but then if you just, if you just type our names into Instagram and, um, Facebook, you'll find it. So that's all we are. Hey, thank you guys so much. Like this was fun. It's so cool to catch up with you guys. Honestly. It is. Really thank you. Cool. You guys are awesome. And we love the energy that you're putting out there. And, uh, I'm really excited or we both are really excited to see what's next for you guys. And you know, this red theme that's coming out. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the info. I'll yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And thanks for putting out. Just epic um, apparel that we can train in and train hard in and actually then be able to go down the street and look good as well. So thank you again for coming onto the podcast. Um, It's been a pleasure to sit down and reconnect with you both. um, And we'll see you guys on the internet.
Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye.